Daniel chapter 6. We're going to go to verse 13. So before we read verse 13, many of you know the background of this uh, real incident that happened many years ago where this Hebrew exile called Daniel, he was a captive, he was brought from his country to Babylon as a captive and when he was brought there, he was basically a slave brought from his homeland and he was a man, a young man who feared God, who put God first in his life as a result of that. God was determined to make him his representative in that foreign land. This is a prophecy that God has given. Those who are determined to make God known, those who are determined to be faithful to God, to make God known, and that is the agenda, that I want God to be known wherever I go. I want the true God, the living God, to be seen and heard. I want Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, to be seen through my life. He is the only one that I will fear. He is the only one that I will please. He is the only one that I will live for. People who are determined like that, wherever you go, God says, He will make you the head. God will put you at the top to represent Him. There's a prophecy. There are certain people here, here, when I say here, those who are online and here, God is showing me at this hour, God will take a few of you to very top positions, to director position. When you become that, you'll get testimony. God will take you to top position, directors of organizations, God will take you to the top position in order to represent God Almighty. God is speaking to our hearts with His hour. If you're faithful to God, wherever you are, even in the place of your confinement, as an exile, it may look like right now, I'm a slave. Right now, I'm bound. Right now, I'm in a foreign place. Right now, I'm in an unknown territory. Right now, everything looks dark. It may appear like that. However, wherever you are, when you're faithful to God, when your agenda is Jesus Christ, Him crucified, making Him known, God will say, that's the person I'm looking for to represent me. God cannot use anyone who will try to represent themselves. If we want to be used of God, we need to represent Him. If you will represent him accurately, that means not have any other agenda, but you will represent only him in any place, including public sector, God says. Such people, God will place them at the top so that they can represent him. God is speaking at this hour. This word that God has given will happen sometime later, but it's a prophecy God is giving. Don't take that God said this for this year, this is not for this year. But God says, this is going to happen down the road. You know, in a span of some years, it will happen when it happens. You will mark this day and give testimony. But the principle that God is emphasizing here, along with the prophecy, is integrity and true love and devotion for God Almighty. Now Daniel was a man, we're giving the background over here, I'm giving the background here, where he was a man of integrity, he was young, no mommy or daddy watching over him to say that, hey, are you following God, hey, are you keeping the commandments, are you, you know, worshipping God, and, you know, are you doing any sneaky things, and make sure that nobody is there to tell him. He was brought as a captive, there's nothing written about his parents here, but it's very obvious his parents have laid a very good foundation in his life. 
So whatever he has gotten, many people get that foundation, but they don't follow. So Daniel was an exceptional man, even though nobody was watching. His connection with God remained solid. Even though he came to Babylon, he was not given over to, or he didn't give himself over to discouragement, depression, and oh, I mean, Lord, I was so faithful to you in my land, and look what has happened along with these disobedient people. Now I have to be like that. Now I have to go through this. And Daniel was not a me-centered person. The reason why God took Daniel and Daniel rose to prominence to represent God was Daniel was not a me-centered person. That means there was nothing about Daniel in Daniel. We need to establish that. If we want to represent God, nothing about us should be there when it comes to representing the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing about us. Daniel was not a me-centered person. Daniel was a God-centered person. Everything Daniel did was around God. He did not live for himself. That's why when Satan came to destroy Daniel, Satan said, oh no, this guy, if he now goes into Babylon, he's going to bring this God into Babylon, and all the Babylonians are going to know about this God, and I don't want to happen, so let me finish off Daniel. So what did the enemy try to do? The enemy tried to say, can I defile Daniel? This is very important, every believer should know this. If Satan wants to destroy your call, the call of God that God has for you, if Satan wants to take away that which God wants to do in and through you, if Satan sees, which he will, and he knows that God has a plan on your life, and he wants to take that away from you, what he will do is he will come to see how he can defile you. That means he will come to tempt you. He will come to bring fear. He will try to bring pride, or he will try to cause you to fall into pleasure, or whatever it is. The Bible says every person is drawn by their own lust, and they fall into sin. Now the Bible doesn't say that every person will be drawn or will fall into. This is talking about people who fall into temptation. They're all drawn by their own lust. But there are people who are clear before God, like Daniel, like Joseph. No matter what the enemy tries, like Jesus said, the proof of this world, he comes to me, but he finds nothing in me. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our heart today. It is important for us to have nothing that pertains to Satan within us. We should not have anything. The prince of this world should not come and find the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life in a believer. If that is there, then he has a common ground and he will use that to drag you down. So, our focus has to be completely doing away with those things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are our enemies, the Bible says. So, you look at Daniel. Daniel was in exile. He was not concerned about himself. Wherever he was, he was content. He was a man of contentment. Second thing I want to emphasize here is, a person who is not a me-centered person will live a life of divine contentment. Godliness with contentment is great, great gain. Wherever they are, even if they are in exile, even if they are in prison like Joseph, even if they are in the midst of the fiery furnace like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, this is divine contentment. They never have that self-pity where they oh, where am I going through this? God, I don't know, where am I going through this? Why should I go through this. Look at all those people, they're doing fine. And why am I going through this? That is a demonic trap. Remember that. Self-pity is a demonic trap. Self-pity is a demonic trap. Where suddenly the focus becomes upon oneself. And all of a sudden everything becomes like a big mountain. 
all of a sudden you feel like, oh, poor me, and the weak become bigger and bigger and bigger. And what happens is that rock crushes that person because it's a demonic weight. Self-pity is a demonic weight. Nobody should give me to self-pity. Now you look at Daniel. He had no room for rest. Even though he was in Babylon, even though he was in exile, he did not live for himself. So when Satan tried to defile him by offering food that he should not eat, because he did not live for himself, because he did not make anything about himself, because he said, oh man, if I do this, I will lose my life. I may go into prison and now I'm a slave outside. But now, if I go inside, then I can't come outside. God understands that. So I will eat whatever is set before me and I'll just say, Father, forgive me. You know how much I love you. Daniel was not like that. People who do such things lack integrity on the inside. We need to have godly character. We need to be people of God who would learn if they know where we need to say no. And yes, when we should say yes. Daniel was such a person. He was very young. Nobody was with him to say, hey, pray. I will pray for you. I will fast for you. I will stand with you. There are a lot of people who look for the support. I need support. I need support. I need support. If there's no support, they crumble and they say, I have no support. I'm all alone. Remember, Daniel was all alone. He had no support. Nobody to push him. Nobody to say, that. Daniel, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. If you don't do this, you know what? God is going to punish you. Make sure you didn't. We don't have to live a life of fear, we don't have to live a life of being constantly pushed forward. If our connection with God is strong, it will spontaneously flow out of us. Being faithful to God will spontaneously flow out of us. And it spontaneously flowed out of Daniel. He didn't care about his life. Hebrews 11 says that people who did not love their life even until death. They were sawn and thunder. They were thrown in the lion's den. These people, people like Daniel, young men, nobody was there to give him moral support. Nobody was there. Nobody was there. It just goes directly against people who say, oh, you need to have support, you need to have this, you need to have friends, you need to have this and that and this and that and this. People who will be raised to prominence, people who will be used by God, Many times, most of the time, if not all the time, will be brought to a place of isolation. That's the path of training. Moses was taken from the palace and he was taken to Midian all alone. Joseph was taken from where he was, the darling of his father's heart, was taken there, taken straight to Egypt. Out of his house, to the prison before he was raised. The prominence. Many times we have our theology wrong. Many people look for support and they're so weak they constantly need the support. Their muscles are not developed. If the crutch is taken, they will crumble. God is speaking to our hearts today. The Christian character from inside should develop, should become strong. That can only happen if we have integrity before God. God's word says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Love Him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. He is the length of your days here. What happened with Daniel? Daniel was a man of integrity. He was in this strange land, foreign land. The language is different, the people are different, the culture is different, and not only that, he's a slave there, dominated by everyone around them. Everybody will look at them and say, oh, slave. And they'll give such a mean look. 
And those who live in that land, they feel superior. Did that affect Daniel? No. Now, out of all these people, suddenly this guy and his friends, they are taken to the king's office. They are drafted for something. You know, there are people when something like that happens, they think negative all the time. Even when God is doing something good, they are think negative about it. Maybe there's a plan by the enemy to kill me. That's why I'm being taken. Look at all of them. They're all sitting fine. Nobody drafted them. Now they're taking me in. Maybe I'm going to be doomed. Before they could even see the light, they start pronouncing and predicting negative things. It is demonic. We have to stay far away from it. God's people should always expect good things from God, even if it looks bad. You know why? Because Romans 8.28 is true. Is it true? Is God's word true? Absolutely true. He wants all things together for our good. Even if you don't know, even if you don't know, when you go to part of his house, even if you don't know if you're thrown in prison, even if you don't know when you're taken to the king's court, and you don't know why they're calling you there. Doesn't matter. You don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything. You don't have to know everything. One thing, if you do know, it'll keep you in perfect peace, which is, my God is over this. If I'm going here, it is for my God. If I'm put here, it is for my God. If this is happening to me, it is for my good. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. He works all things together for us. And then Daniel is taken to the palace now. Now, he has been brought into the palace and they say, Hey, you guys look good and you can do some good work for the king. And so, you need to learn new language and you need to learn new skills. You, need to, you know, some people, they're very lazy. Once they're called for something, they say, Oh, I can't believe it. I don't like learning languages. I don't like doing these things. Oh my God, I would rather do dishes at home and do something than be a slave somewhere. I don't like doing all these things. What do they do? When the blessing of the Lord comes, there are people who complain about everything. God help us to do that. When the blessing of the Lord comes, Oh, God is giving you a new thing. Oh, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to do this? Oh, God is going to bless you with this. Oh, well, how am I going to have this? Oh, you're going to get married. Oh, how am I going to you know, have a house? How am I going to pay the rent? You're going to get a job. What am I going to do with this? Don't think negative. Don't worry about what God is about to do. The Lord God who gave the five loaves and two fish and multiplied it also provided containers. Where do you think that? Peter, Andrew, and all those people who are there. As they carried the fish in their house, it was flowing all over, falling everywhere. When they took some people to get the bread and fish, they just said, oh, this, I'm so sorry. The crumbs are here, and they took some, and they, oh, I'm so sorry. And then Jesus just watching, you know, everybody. No. The container that was there with the fish and bread also multiplied with it. They all, that's how they were able to gather 12 baskets of friends. If God gives you something, praise it. Even if you think that you can't handle and the God is from the pit of hell, say, get out in Jesus' name. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God gives you ten things. Don't be negative. It's the mercy of God if he gives you ten things to handle. That means he'll give you the grace for it. Don't complain about it. Those who complain about it, even whatever is given will be taken away from them. It just shows the lack of character inside. God is speaking to our hearts today. Daniel had to learn so much. Daniel had so much in front of him. And being in the king's palace, if you fail, that's it for you. So, now his life is on the line, so to speak, in front of the king. He has to eat what they give, he has to do what they say, and feel like, as if he is in an army, much worse, he is in front of the 
He then came, he is in front of the enemy, not even his own king. Now as Daniel is a man who trusted God, so therefore he had no fear. He was confident. If the God who is with me in my homeland is with me here. He will help me. If he brought me to the palace, there's a purpose for it. He will help me. He will train me. He'll give me the wisdom. But the snare was there from the enemy. You did. Because you are all here. You're all going to glorify God. Well, didn't God bring you to the palace? Didn't God put you here to glorify him? Don't make a big deal of it. God understands this. He's the one who brought you to Babylon. Just eat whatever is in front of you. Satan could have said that, and many Christians these days will say that. But inside of Daniel's conscience, inside of him, the Spirit of God was inside Daniel. The Spirit of God convicted and moved him to say that. Daniel, you are my man. These things, you should touch them. So before he could even touch them, there is this voice of God inside of him. Remember, always, when God speaks to you, when the words of God comes to you, saying, don't be a partaker of this. I have a job for you to do. It's important for you not to ignore that voice. Many people ignore that voice. Many people silence that. Many people Christianize that. Many people try to put verses around that and say that, you know what, all things are profitable, God says, you know, but I will not be brought in the power of my nation. It is profitable, so I'll try to make use of this. And, you know, while I'm having the heathen dinner with the heathen people over there, I will tell them how big my Jehovah is. You know how many people try to Christianize things that they should not be partakers of? God is speaking to us there. Where we need to draw the line, we need to draw the line. Daniel drew the line. You know why? Because it was not about himself. Only those who make life about themselves will manipulate everything around them. And even try to put verses on them. To try to make it look like it's godly because they want it done their way. Because they want to achieve something. But if we are sold out to God, if we are people who say that us will not be moved by anything because it is no longer I that live in. It's not about me. It's about representing the king. How many of you really want to represent him? If we want to represent him, we need to forget about ourselves. Or we need to remember him and think about him. What does he want me to do? I'm on a mission on earth. If I'm on a mission on earth, I want to do what he wants me to do. That means I'm not going to think about anything because whatever I need, he will give. Wherever I go, he will protect. That takes faith. But what happens to me? He is in charge of me. When we have that faith, we're not going to fear. Daniel was a man with no fear. He was a man of integrity. So when he was called into the palace, and he was given these options, you have all these things. Daniel, you have to eat these things that your body has to become strong, and you need to become smart, and you need to learn, and you need to sleep, and you do all these things. He said, okay, one thing I can't do, that is I can't eat these things. And he was not somebody who was very arrogant. You know, there are some people who say, I need to do the right thing. But they will go in a very arrogant way. And they'll say that, well, I can't do all these things because you guys are heathen and, and I am from God and so I can. That's pride. When any kind of pride comes, God will remove his grace away from us. We need to be humble. Even in expressing our conviction, we need to have humility with us. Daniel was a man of faith, and I've said this before through the Spirit of God, real faith will accompany humility. 
Real faith will come with humility. There's no faith void of humility. There's no arrogant faith. Faith is humble. Humility will bring in faith. Humility is not faith. Humility will bring in faith. But when faith comes, it comes with humility. And so, you look at Daniel. When Daniel goes and he talks to the guy who was appointed over him, he says, look, I can't do this. You know what? You test me and see how I will be. Give me 10 days and see how I will be. And he says, let me just eat this kind of food. And because of his integrity and humility, the favor of God was upon Daniel. What he asked was granted by God. You know why? Because it was according to God's will. Anytime you do the will of God, heaven will stand behind you. God's favor will go before you to accomplish that which God wants you to accomplish. God is speaking to our hearts now. We have one life to live. And in this life we say, I want to represent the King of Kings, the Lord of Force. God will say, I'll give you everything you need for that. But you have to represent me only. It's not me. It's not representing God and myself. And there are some people who say, I want to represent the king. And they go, hey, hey, see me. I represent the king. I am the king's daughter. I am the king's son. You see how I walk? I have no fear because I belong to the king. You know what I have? You see what I have? Because I belong to the king. The whole focus is I. That's an abomination to God. We belong to the king. We have this confidence, but this confidence is coupled with humility. We have this confidence in God, which is no fear, but it's with humility. At every point, wherever we come, that Jesus is seen in hand. We're here to represent him. It's not about us, it's about God. When we are on point in doing the will of God, that means representing him alone. He'll take us all the way to the top because he will say, I can depend on you. Because you're not going to come and mess with my plan. You're trustworthy so I can count on you and take you to the top to represent me. So Daniel over here, he takes his hand and you can read Daniel's text on your own. I'm going to take you to a few more verses where the Lord wants me to. Where Daniel was taken before, this eunuchin, what he said, for the eunuch to test him, all came to pass. God blessed Daniel and his friends as a result. And Daniel had extra from God. He was ten times wiser, ten times more with whatever he needed to have. And also physically, he looked ten times better than the rest of the people who got all the king's food. And he had the spirit of God inside of him. So something different happened in Daniel that did not happen in the lives of those who took part in the things of this world. If you stand for God, if you represent God, if you keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, God gives you this promise. He said that I will give you everything you need from above, which is supernatural. What you need to have in this world you will have, but it will be from above. The wisdom that comes from above is peaceful. The wisdom from, that comes from above contains the fear of God, which will protect us from evil. The wisdom that comes from God will show the end from the beginning because it's from God. But the wisdom that comes from this world comes from what you can see and gather. It's not from God. It's sensual. It's devilish. 
It will lead a person more into arrogance and pride and exploitation and see how I can trample the next person so that I can come up. That's devilish wisdom. But the wisdom that comes from God is selfless. The wisdom that comes from God is full of love. The wisdom that comes from God magnifies God. That's the will of God. So now, you see, Daniel is representing God now. He is in the palace. And out of all these guys that the king chose, he became one among the, the top three. He was raised to prominence already. So now the rest of the people there, they're plotting to kill Daniel. And the plot came from hell. Satan and his army, they sat and they had a conference and they said, how can we take this giant down, Daniel? Down. He's a big giant in the kingdom of heaven and God is going to do big things through him. And also Daniel was a man, he was a prophet of God. But God was going to give revelations about the end times. He was a man who was on point with God. Satan just hated him, so he said, let me just take him out of Daniel was a man who was young, who was doing the will of God. And Satan said, I'm going to come against you, I'm going to take your life away from you. And he moved evil people to go against Daniel. And so what they did, they said, let's plot and let's take his life. And they all plotted against him and they said, we will throw him in the lion's den. And you can read about the rest of the things here. But... The real story goes like this. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. There was someone who said, I will not worship any other god other than the Lord God, not the king. And so what happened, the king himself didn't do this, but he was tricked into doing this, signing this law. And because of that, Daniel was now thrown into the lion's den. The king regretted deeply. Why did I even find that these people tricked me? He was afraid, but he was bound by the law. He couldn't do anything. God was watching Daniel. God was watching when these people plotted. God was watching when these people suddenly said, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to trick the king, and this is how we're going to get it signed. And, and even when these people went to the king, God didn't come and speak to the king or king's wife or whoever it is like it happened when Jesus was about to be crucified. Pilate's wife had a dream. None of those things happened here. The king completely got tricked. God is watching all of these things and he did not do anything. It looked as if God was dead. Nothing happened. It looked as if the evil men were prospering. They were getting stronger and stronger and stronger until they actually caught this righteous man of God and threw him in the lion's den. Think about this. This is a holy man of God. The Spirit of God is living inside of him, the prophet of God. They're catching him and they're bounding him. They're throwing him into the lion's den. And those lions are hungry lions. They're throwing him into the lion's den. When they throw him in the lion's den, they expect the lions to pounce on him and tear him apart and eat him up. Something strange happens here. This is where we want to see the power of God that works here. If God would have just changed the mind of the king, it's a good testimony why these guys plotted, but God thwarted the plan of the enemy. That's one way God 
protect his people. But when God wants to do something greater, he allows his people to be thrown into the lion's den. That's why many people ask the question, why God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening to God's people? Why is this, why is this sickness? Why is this torment? Why is this, why is this? Lots of wise people ask, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why not? Why not? Do we believe in Romans 8.28? Are we believers or unbelievers? Why not? If we have to be thrown to lions, why not? Because my God will show up there. Lions done or not. If you're with God, He is with you. He will show up there. You take God with you wherever you go. Can God ever be defeated? No. If He is inside of you, even if you go to the lions, He is going in with you. He says, oh, through the waters, He says, I'll be with you. Through the fire, I'll be with you. Through the river, God says, I'll be with you. The river will not run over you. God says, you're not going to drown in that river. Why fear? Why fear? That's why Daniel didn't fear. And so Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. Let's just go there now. Let's go to verse 13 onwards. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Daniel continued doing what Daniel usually was doing because his life was not about himself. See, how can you live a life of God-centeredness? It gives you the power to do whatever, whenever, however God calls you to. Because it's not about you. There's no fear at all. He goes and he prays three times a day and the enemy is looking and saying, oh, we got you. This is how we want to get you, and we got you. The enemy thought he got Daniel. When, when Daniel was praying, and he was praying, they said, this is your trap. You pray to God, this what happens to the person who prays. They will go into the lion's den. Hey, when you pray and you go into the lion's den, be very happy because the God you pray to goes right in with you. He's going to do something. The foundations of hell will shake because the God of heaven and earth is in the lion's den. What's going to happen when the Creator God steps inside the den? What will happen to the lion? What will happen? What will happen? They'll probably sing praises also inside. God is all powerful. The mouth of the lions were shut. In what way? It was not shut so that they can't praise God. It was shut so that they can't eat Daniel. That's it. The guy who prayed inside three times a day, you can't shut his mouth. Inside the lion's head, also he is praying. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, by faith Daniel shut the mouth of the lion. What strong faith he has. How did he do that? His faith was that when I enter in, these lions will not devour me. And that faith shut the mouth of the lions. When he exhibited that faith, God sent the angels to shut the mouth of the lions. This is how faith works. When you believe in God, that he works all things together, even when I'm going into the den, I'm taking the presence of God with me inside. God dispatches his angels there. God himself is there to do that which God alone can do. And he's going inside. 
It's not that the Bible doesn't say that. He just goes inside the den and he says, You, 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 all you like, shut up right now and sit down. And he didn't do a big preaching over there. No. The faith on the inside is very powerful. Jesus says this. If you have faith as a mustard seed, and you say to this mountain, Be uprooted and fall into the mustard seed. Or the sycamore tree. God says that it shall be done. Daniel was a man of great faith. When he entered into the lion's den with that faith in God that this is not going to overpower me, he drew in the power of heaven. Angels came in and did the job. The ministering servants of God, the angels of God, came in because of his faith. Your faith in God has the power to draw heaven's resources. Your faith in God has the power to move a heavenly being to come and help you. To accomplish that which God wants to accomplish. To go and speak to your supervisor. To go and talk to your boss. To go and talk to people. That you don't even know. God will do that. God will do that for you. When you have God with you. When your faith is in Him, that you don't fear your circumstances, but you have faith in God Almighty. So what happens here is, he goes there, and he goes into the lion's den. God goes with him. Let's just continue hearing this. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled, and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your Majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signed can be changed. Who was over this signature of the king? God. Even though the king wanted to deliver Daniel, and he said, somehow get him out, somehow get him out, somehow get him out. He can be the king of Babylon, but when the king of kings is over that, he says, well, I want to show my glory in the dead. So, you are not going to get him out. At that point, nobody can get Daniel out. If God wants to keep you in the dead, praise him. Learn to praise him in the dead. Learn to exercise your faith when you go through troubled circumstances. Because it is during those circumstances your faith is going to grow. And God will honor your faith and God will show up in a big way. Praise be to God. Let's just continue reading this. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 16. So the king gave the command and brought Daniel and cast him into the death of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, Your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. We have a message on this, so we are not going to go into that. Faithfulness of Daniel and the witness that the king had about Daniel. How Daniel was faithful. The king knew, you serve God continually. You are faithful to God and he will deliver you. How Daniel's faith affected the king. There's a message on that, you can listen to that. Oh, we're going to go to the next verse. So, a stone was brought in place of the mouth of the dam. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seal of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Now the king says, the God who delivers, who you trust, will deliver you, Daniel. Boom, go inside and now stone is done. How this king would have said, you can imagine this because he didn't sleep the whole night. He said, he will deliver you, Daniel, he has faith. But the moment you put his eye, I can't see this. I know what the lions did. That's human nature. Because you put a person in the lines of supposed to eat them. 
the same time there was a deeper work that was done inside this king, a heathen king. Where even though all night he didn't sleep, he had this life inside of him that this guy could be alive. I can hear his voice. If he would have thought that Goliath would have eaten, then he would have been mourning all night and day. And he, would, he wouldn't have gone to the tomb. He would have said, I can go there. I can go there. I can go there. I can stand. I, you know, there are only bones there. And he was not like that. The faith of Daniel affected the king. Such a way. The king had faith that Daniel's God will keep Daniel. And the God of Daniel honored Daniel's faith and showed his power to the king and not to the king. The entire kingdom. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Verse 19. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. Verse 20. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was you God whom you serve so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lion? How did this man know that? Daniel's God is the living God. How do you know that? Do you see to what extent this man had influence on this king? A Hebrew slave, an exile, representing God, the power of God, the light of God is flowing through Daniel to such an extent that the king over there, he says, servant of the living God, Servants are the living God. He's the living God. And you are his servant. And you serve so faithfully. I told you last night oh, that he will deliver you. Was he able to rescue you from the lions? This is where the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to our church. Was he able to rescue you? He said he will. Was he able to rescue you? Whatever situation you're going through. Is your God able to rescue you out of that situation? Whatever problem it may be, whatever lion you may be in front of, is your God able to rescue you out of that lion's den? Is your God able to rescue you out of the fight and the pot of the lions? It's not that God was not able to rescue Daniel from the hands of his enemies who would throw him in. God said, go, 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 go. Even more than the men, the lions are ferocious. God said, I'll show my power. Throw him in there. Because I'm going with Daniel inside. Was he able to rescue you from the lions? It's the same question the Spirit of God is asking you today. Whatever your situation is, is your God able to rescue you from whatever you're going through? Is your God able to do a miracle for you? If you're representing him, God will. God will. And he shall. He shall. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. And God shall help her. And that right early. Or at the break of dawn. When that time comes. When that time comes. When that time comes. No one can stop what God wants to do. No one can stop. In this situation, God kept Daniel inside. Daniel would have slept the king was awake, but Daniel would have slept because Daniel had no fear. God shut the mouth of the lion. Daniel would have slept like how he usually would have slept. 
He prayed three times, he slept night time, he went to work day time, and he did what he needed to do, he represented God. So life then was a different room for him, except he had these exotic wild beasts around him. <laughs> he said, oh, I've never had this experience. Now I have, this is not a puppy, this is not a dog. These are lions over here. And he would just slept. He said, good night, all of you. Oh, the lions were hungry. Very hungry lions. You know there's a scripture that says God gives meat to the animals and they look to him for meat. Well, the servant of God was not the lion's dinner. Their dinner was coming the next day. <laughs> Their dinner was coming the next day. God didn't let those animals starve either. Their dinner came the next day. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If you know that your God is able to rescue you from the mouth of the lion, is this the time, this opportunity where you can praise Him with all your heart? Express your faith to God and say, God, I know you're working all things together for my good and say, glory. Through this storm, I will praise you. Through this death, I will praise you. And as I sit here, I will sleep peacefully, just like how I sleep when I'm not in the lion's den. I will lay my down to sleep for you alone. Cause me to dwell in safety. God is watching over us. He's watching over you. He's watching over me. Whatever our lab reports may say, whatever the doctors may say, whatever the MRI may say, whatever the X-ray may say, whatever the blood work may say, whatever anything may say, can you sleep? Can you sleep with all the reports in front of you? Can you sleep? Yes. If you know that in spite of the lion's den, in spite of the lion's here, I can sleep, I can rest, because I know he is going to do something. He's going to do something. My God is going to do something. Remember, God is not glorified by your negative reports. But he uses those negative reports when he brings the testimony to glorify him. So, those negative reports are good things that we have right now. Because it's going to glorify God. God is speaking to our hearts today. Was he God able to deliver you, Daniel? People will come and ask you this question. Do you still have that sickness? Do you still have that sickness? That's when we can say, Oh yes, my God was able to deliver me. Look at this, and look at this. See this, and see this. So when you get a negative report, when you are in the line stand, when you're facing a challenge, when you're facing something that is life-threatening, believe in God's word. And say, God, you're going to turn it for my good. You're going to turn it for my good. You're going to turn it for my good. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse. Let's go to verse 20. 21. Daniel answered, Long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight. And I have not wronged you, O Majesty. Very important to be found innocent in the sight of the Lord. No matter who says what, if you are found innocent in the sight of the Lord, if you're walking with God and God finds you faithful, let me tell you this God himself will come, just like how he came for Shazak, Mishak, Abednego. God himself will come to defend you. God himself will come to deliver you. And it's a prophecy that God has spoken. God will overturn that which is against you. And God will come and bring justice. God will come and defend you. God will come and plead your case. God himself will show up. God himself will direct you. If 
we are innocent in his sight, God will come to show his power, to show his glory. Let's go to verse 23. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the, from the dead. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. This last sentence is very important. According to your faith, many times when you read the story of Jesus Christ and the Gospels, you will see that when Jesus heals people, many times you will say this sentence after that. Your faith has made you whole. According to your faith. It's very important. You know when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den? What faith, what kind of faith he had? His faith was, lions, these lions will not touch me, not a scratch will be found in my body. God honored his faith. He trusted in his God. For God to take him in and bring him out the way he went in. Not a scratch was found on him. Whether it was from the lions or from the guys who threw him in. He did not get a scratch. He did not get a scratch. You know, when the enemy tries to do something, and the God goes right underneath us to protect us, even if we are thrown, He protects us. God protects us. He is our defender. He is our protection. Whatever the enemy may try to do, from the outside, the enemies of God rejoice. They said, hey, we got Daniel. All the guys who were responsible, they said, all oh, would have gone home, drank, and they partied, and they would have worshipped their idols, and they said, Daniel is gone, Daniel is gone. You know, after this, we are going to reign and all those things. They didn't know. Next day, they will not be there. God is speaking to heart today. For Daniel, not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. God is speaking to heart today. According to your faith, God will give it to you. What you believe, you will inherit. What you believe God for, stand firm in that faith. Stand firm in that faith because God says, I will give you an expected end. What you expect, God says, I will give it to you. Your hope shall not be cut off. I will give you your expected end. What you expect from God, what do you expect from God, God says, God will give it to you. So, stand firm in your faith. It's so important never to be tossed to and fro. Because when that happens, we won't get anything from God. The Bible says in the book of James, a person who is double-minded or is wavering back and forth will not get anything from God because he lacks faith. True faith will be no matter what happens. True faith will say, God will work it out. God will work it out. God will work it out. I want to give you this secret. It's a very real secret. It really works. The antidote for the spirit of unbelief when it comes and knocks on the door trying to give fear. It is to go against it and praise God. You open your mouth at the very moment and say opposite to what you feel, opposite to what you hear, opposite to what you see, opposite to what everyone does around you. If you know what the fact is, and the fact is, he works all things together for my good and for his glory. You will say that and not what you say. You will sing that and not what you hear. You will go with that and act on that and not according to what others say. It's very important for you to stay firm in your faith. The Bible says, stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. It's important for you to stand firm in your faith. God says, to all those who stand firm in your faith, 
whatever your lab report may show, whatever people may say, whatever may happen against you, whoever may come against you, God says, He will protect you. The Lord who protected you many times before will protect you again. God Almighty will do mighty things in your life if you trust Him with all your heart. Trust Him with all your heart. That trust has to be minus unbelief. The trust has to be unwavering. The trust has to be firm. And God is encouraging you today to stand firm in His faith. And when you trust God, what you trust God for and the way you trust Him, God will honor that and God will give it right to you. Verse 24. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. It's a very important scripture, very serious scripture, very true scripture. Those who come against God's people, there's a season where God allows things to happen until you go into the lion's den and even stay there for a night. But then comes the morning. Then comes the morning. When the morning comes, the order from the king of kings comes to this king. Now, no human being can influence that decision. See, the first decision to put Daniel in the lion's den came from demons inspiring the men, talking to the king, and then getting his signature, and then taking Daniel and putting him in the lion's den. But the next decision to throw the enemies and their families in the lion's den didn't come from any man. Then Daniel didn't come out and say, Well, King, it's time to take vengeance. So, let's do this now. Daniel didn't do a thing. Guess who did it? God did it. God moved the heart of the king to take all those evil people because if you left them alive, what's going to happen? They're going to look for another trap to kill him. They're evil. God says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. When he repays, no man can repay like how he does. God took action on the enemy and God gave, see, they tried to put one man for those lions. They wouldn't have had enough food to eat. They had enough. God's word for us is coming at this hour. All those who stand against the righteous, thus shall it be, says the Holy Spirit. All those who stand against the righteous, this is what God will do. God will touch the entire tribe, entire family. God will touch the entire generation to show that He is God. The things that the unrighteous and the ungodly and the wicked, the day for the righteous, they will fall in the same thing. All of them. See, God is not an unjust God. When you see God moved the king to throw the whole family into it, it is understood that they all sat with him in a house when the husband comes home and he will say, this happened, and then the wife will give ideas. Oh, why didn't you do this? Usually this, then you know, the children will say it, the whole family will say it. They all planned against them. All those who planned against all of them were thrown in. God is speaking to our hearts today. Who are you concerned about? What are you worried about? Whoever stands against you, if you're with God, they're standing against God Almighty. Right now it may look like the wall is in their court. But if God allows it to go to them, it is for God to show His power. Payday is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Payday is coming, says the Lord of hosts. 
all those who insist against here, God says, they will become nothing, says the Lord of us. So it's very important to keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. It's important to keep your mind on Jesus Christ. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind stays on David because he trusts in David. When you trust God with all your heart, you don't worry about what's going to happen. He takes care of everything. You don't see Daniel anxious about anything. You don't see Daniel bitter against anyone. God took care of his enemies. When you speak God with kingdom, First, when you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, whatever is against you, God will take over it. Whether it's a disease, whether it's a family member, whether it's a co-worker, whoever it may be, whoever is against you, or whatever sickness is against you, the enemy is using, God says, all of that, whatever enemy is using against you, God is able to, my God, is able to bring all of them down. If he allows you to go into the lion's death, he'll cause you to come out as a testimony. And that which stood against you will be devoured by the power of the Almighty God. God is speaking to us as he spoke during worship. The serpent of the magicians, they all came against the rod that Moses threw and became a serpent. They all threatened, they looked as if they all were going to come together and fight against that one rod of Moses. But who can stand against the rod of God, which was the rod of Moses? Who can stand against the Lord Most High? All these serpents came. God allowed all those rods to turn as serpents. God could have just stopped the show. They could have all thrown the rod and the rod could have just stayed as a rod. But God said, no, no, no. Let it turn into serpent. So they all felt empowered. They all said, hey, we're not the only one who was able to throw the rod and make the serpent. Look, we have a safe power. Guess what? We have more serpents than you. They boasted in their power. God allowed that for a duration. But then what happened? The rod of Moses suddenly began devouring all the rods of the Egyptians. This is who our God is. Don't worry about seasonal affliction. Don't worry about the trials that come during a particular season. Don't worry about what you're going through during the season because your God is able to deliver you from what you're going through. Don't worry about what you're going through right now because night will pass, morning will come. Let's join the morning. But we, as God's people, even during the night, we believe in God. And according to our faith, God will honor us. Our joy will come in the morning because through the night we expect for the morning to come. Through the night we expect for joy to come. And through the night we praise Him because we know that our God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or imagine. He will cause the sun to stand still. He'll cause the waters to part. He'll cause the valleys to be filled with water. He is the Lord God Almighty. He can cause the shadow to go backwards and come forward. He can do anything. And He is for you. He's on your side when you're with Him. He's with you. 
And as you look to him as a power, no matter what you're going through, know this for sure. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. No matter how big it may be, no matter how many may come together, no matter how strong it may appear, before the hand of the Almighty God, they shall become like fine dust. It's just a matter of time. Just because the law came, don't tremble. Just because you were thrown, even thrown into the lion's den, or even being taken towards the lion's den, don't tremble. Because there's no defeat to those who walk in the path of the cross. If whatever the doctor said looks like it's progressively getting worse, don't tremble, don't fear, don't fear. Because whatever it may be, whatever place it may be, the God wants to stop you there and glorify His great name. Let His will be done. Because our God will never let his people down. Those who look to him, their faces were radiant. Their faces were never put to shame. Tell yourself to the Lord, I'm not going to dictate how things need to go. But I'm going to surrender to your victory. And I'm going to tell you, Lord, have your way. Have your way, my life, no matter how it may appear, how dark it may appear, no matter how difficult it may look. I know one thing. That you're working this out for my good and for your glory. If it has to stop before the lion's den, there you'll be glorified. If you think that me going to the lion's den, many more people will hear you. So be it, Lord. I have no fear in your plan because I know your plans are to prosper me, not to harm me. Your plans are to give me hope and to make me your representative. When you relinquish your will, when you say, Lord, I'm taking myself out of the picture, and I'm going to have you in its place, God says, you're a good candidate to represent me. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus.